This is my show. Still under the weather. <laughs> you can hear, probably hear it. Get a dry muscle through tonight. <laughs> Tomorrow, rest up over the weekend. Here's to hoping that's how things go, at least. Uh, so we'll go as long as we can tonight. Probably going to be uh, even shorter than the last couple nights. But <clears throat> we'll get something out. We'll have some fun together. We're glad you're here. Hit that like button. Uh, David out of the studio. He's sick with something, too. Um, Tom's the only one who's safe right now. Um, <laughs> the Gen Xer. We're impervious to everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's 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 a, It's been a cold day here, too. Um, it's been awesome to get that weather. Uh, I just wish it could be without feeling <laughs> under the weather. Um, cold, hopefully, your cold air is very invigorating. Isn't it's very. It? I love it. I love it. it feels great. I, I last. Yeah. It's well. Anyways, um, we got a lot to get to today. So let, let's get to it. We've got the White House Christmas tree, which has fallen, uh, starring Gerard Butler. Um, we'll talk about that. Michelle in the Clintons traveled with Joe to the Carter funeral. You had Mike Johnson's first major disappointment, which has occurred. I'm not saying there hasn't been some others, but you know this one was kind of a doozy. Then Chris Christie is still talking. Not sure why. The Koch brothers and, and their network got behind Nikki Haley, not sexually, but politically. And then you, you people in the audience, might be involved in Jack Smith's January 6th investigation. Tell you what we're talking about. Tell you why. And then you got China and others who are bringing masks, dis social distancing back, um, all of that. Maybe I've just got what's going around China right now, and I'm just getting it out of the way ahead of everyone else. Yeah, Who it knows? could be. Who knows? I, I got COVID at the very beginning. Yeah, I got it at the very beginning, too. So maybe this is just, you know, this. I, I'm, I'm... I got it from a Mexican hip-hop artist I was sitting next to on my way from Dallas to McAllen, Texas. He was sitting next to me. He was wearing a hoodie and just shivering and sweating uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> and he also stayed at my same hotel. There was a, a Mexican hip-hop festival going on. Mm. But you know what? He's a gamer, man. He he took the stage that night, even though that he was, like, looking grim on the flight. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. I love it. Rise to the occasion. Not what you want to see in your seatmate on a, <laughs> a small contained metal tube, but, um, but good for him. Uh, before we get started, guys, please tell you this first hour, as usual, is brought to you commercial-free by American Alternative Assets. We are uh, grateful for, for that opportunity. Um, to, to share that with you and have, have this first hour, just us having fun. Uh, but make sure you do the right thing, too. Give them a call. You can call 833-287-2465. Get a free wealth protection guide. Talk through with them how the economy is, how you should pivot and make some adjustments with your savings. You can invest without tax consequences into gold and silver IRAs. They'll explain it all. Give them a call, 833-287-2465, or visit protectfrombiden.com. All right, let's kick things off with a little Wednesday news crew, shall we? signs and analogies we could use to describe the state of the country, the current administration. <laughs> but this one's kind of great. This one's kind of great. It's festive. It's seasonal. And a, a perfect picture of where we are is the White House Christmas tree um, taking a dive. The national Christmas tree fell over yesterday. Some wind gusts took it down. They're set to have a big, I think it's today, the big festivities today. 
Um, so, and maybe maybe it's tomorrow. My, my days are all confused. I'm out of sorts, feeling feeling the way I do. But you, you, here's the report. Let's just play the report, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, near the White House, the National Park Service. Okay, they told us just within the last 15 minutes that a big gust of wind knocked over the National Christmas tree. It's all set for a big tree lighting ceremony on Thursday. Ardelia Gonsalves just arrived on the scene. So, Delia, we know that the National Park Service is assessing the damage. What can you see from your vantage point? Unfortunately, we can't see a whole lot. We did circle around the ellipse um, for some time, but we can see this massive crane that they brought in, and that crane is working very carefully to try to upright that Christmas tree that fell. We're told the Christmas tree fell just around 2 o'clock this afternoon. It was a completely decorated tree. I'm told the contractor is willing to come back and redecorate, but they're not even certain if this tree is is salvageable at this point as you can imagine and you saw me all bundled up the wind is biting today very strong gusts here in downtown dc so that tree falling over at two o'clock this afternoon hasn't been lifted just yet so it's unclear what the condition of that tree will be however we're told the show will go on all right so the show's thursday thursday night um tree goes down a tree that big by the way i mean you're smashing lights you're smashing that's everything. a perfect metaphor for this administration it really is a perfect <laughs> metaphor for this administration and even what she's talking about the field reporter talking about we're not sure if this is salvageable yeah we know yeah was well, she talking about the presidency or the tree <laughs> <laughs> i think both maybe even the country writ large yeah. um that that's that is that's like oh you know we're we are falling down and we might not be salvageable our government is so out of control but it was it was a great metaphor just a perfect picture of where we are uh and i hate to see it i look i love christmas trees i love dogs i love a couple other things you don't screw with those things but the fact that it's the white house's christmas tree is hilarious well and you know the the white house could care less you know, the, the leftists that are running the country right now, they hate Christmas. Yeah. They would love to take that Christmas tree and throw it in a wood chipper with the ornaments on it and everything and say, you know what? We're calling off Christmas this year. It's a it's a stupid Christian event. We're secularist. It actually, we're into sorcery and Satan worship, and this doesn't fall in line with our beliefs. So we're canceling Christmas. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, they certainly hate what Christmas is about. That's that's for damn sure. They're not not on board with that whatsoever. Um, so there was a funeral yesterday for Rosalind Count, uh, Carter. Um, Jimmy was there. Uh, and you had, leading up to it, Michelle Obama and the Clintons traveling with Joe to Rosalind Carter's funeral. Here was that scene. The baby steps. So you get the point. You get the point. Um, you had, you had, the, and, it's, and look, people tried to make, you know, be outraged about this. I, it's, it's, first of all, it's not surprising. Um, you see these former 
I hesitate to use the word, former leaders, former officials frequently come together at these events. Um, them traveling on Air Force One is, is, is just not surprising to me. No, Obama's the president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be flying on his plane? Right. No, it's it's it, it just to me wasn't a big deal. What's what's crazy is, you know, you know the memes, um the the adjusted pictures of Jimmy and Rosalind Carter that make them super tiny. Yeah. Which are hilarious. And they are tiny people. But you saw that yesterday. I mean, Jimmy has obviously not well been in hospice for a while, but like, bro, I thought I saw that picture of him. I swear on my kids, I thought that was Biden. <laughs> that shows you how bad Biden is doing if I confused him with a 99 year old man in hospice. Yeah, wrapped in a blanket <laughs> at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, he is tiny. Yeah. Man, tiny, frail, and not just frail because he's in the condition he's in, which which is which is as bad of a president as he was. You know, it's still sad for him. He, I, I think he was a good guy, a good enough guy. Uh, I don't think he's as vile as some of the other ones who have come since him. No. He just wasn't good. Um, but, man, tiny-ass dude. Tiny-ass dude. The United States is in a malaise. <laughs> Remember, that was his big... His big phrase, the country's in a malaise. It's like, well, you you got us in this malaise. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you, have you talked to, to yourself about why? <laughs> yeah. And he came on the heels after Nixon. Well, he came on the heels after Ford, who the security state put in. But Nixon was reelected in 72 by the widest margin of any president in the United States. And then six months later, he shit canned. So what was Nixon doing that the deep state hated? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a conversation to be had another time for sure. Um, so Mike Johnson, you know, when Mike Johnson gets kind of came out of nowhere, he gets the speakership, becomes the, the, the current Speaker of the House. And then there was all sorts of uproar from the left. He's, he's far right. He's MAGA. He's, he's a Trump person. He's a this, that, and the other. He's, he's a, a Christian. Christian. Yeah, I mean, all those <laughs> things, right? And, and on, on most accounts, he is all those things. And he does seem like a good I don't know him. I, I don't know him you know, from Adam. But, but he seems like, in terms of his voting record, his policy, what he says about his faith, he seems like he checks a lot of boxes. Now, you could also argue he checks too many boxes, and that's a concern. I wouldn't fault you for that for that take. But you don't immediately look at him and his record and say, douchebag. You, uh, that's, that's not the vibe I got to start. I do have concerns that too many boxes were checked, that it was too kind of Ned Flanders-ish. And then, and then you know, you, you see him make a comment like this this week, and I, I definitely am concerned. Ukraine is, a, is another priority. Of course, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to march through Europe, and we understand the necessity of assisting there. What we've said is that if there is to be additional assistance to Ukraine, which most members of, Cong of Congress believe is important, we have to also work in changing our own border policy. Okay, so not entirely as bad as people are making it out to be. Not good either. What, he, what he's saying there is, first of all, I hate the whole Russia's marching through Europe thing. That's stop it. Everyone stop it in D.C. saying that. That talking point is old, it's tired, and it's not true. 
Okay, if it were true, this would be a different conversation. Everyone's feelings would be different. If if Putin was like, hey man, I am going after my old Soviet Republic and I'm gonna take every state and maybe more and I'm gonna kill whoever gets in the way, that would be a very different conversation than we're having right now. But that's not the case. No, it is, it's always been my position that if Putin wanted to take over Ukraine and just not the sections that he's taken over so far, Zelensky would have been a dead man a long time ago. He would have been he would have gotten a radioactive isotope, he would have been droned. He he'd be a dead man or living in exile somewhere because Putin was gonna, was on his ass getting ready to kill him. Zelensky would be taking a dirt nap right now if that were the case. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's just there's no evidence to prove other than people saying it. There's no evidence that proves Putin wants more than what he came and took. I mean, there's really no—any any, any comeback people have to that is just an emotional one, and it's just repeating headlines or sound bites from people. It's just not there. It's just not there. And again, if it was, this would be different. I would feel different about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. I'd probably still feel the same about Ukraine, but different about how we're, how we're handling Russia. But <clears throat> he goes on to say, we have to support Ukraine, which, of course, infers— you know, financial numbers, big, big financial numbers, equipment, all of that, which of course costs money too. But he does say after we secure our border, here's, here's what I'd say. So, so for the people flipping out, I think there's reason to flip out like, Hey bro, you, you voted against Ukraine funding almost every time, except for the, I think it was his first time, the first vote on it, he voted yes. And then voted no every time since. Now you're saying we'll vote for it. If, if we have this. I like that because we have to take care of here first, but I would just take the back part off too. (laughs) Just secure our border. Just worry about America. Don't worry about them. So it's better. It's better than before. Screw America. Let's send all of our money and resources to the most corrupt, one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. It's better than that scenario, but I still don't like the, we're going to do both. Uh, We don't need to do both. We just don't need to. No, and I, I think he's—I'm hoping that he's just saying that to, as some sort of appeasement, you know, for the left and for the media to say, oh, you know, at least he's talk, you know, taking Ukraine into consideration. But, you know, he, he, there's a catch to it. It's just not going to be a blank check to Ukraine unless right. we take care of our own border. I, I think he's— even though, I don't know, man. It's just like his, his voting record doesn't reflect somebody who is a deep swamp creature. It but, doesn't. But the fact that he got passed as quickly as he did by the rhinos in uh, in the House, it, there, there's something there to him. I think he, I think he's more willing to play the game than we think he is. I would think so too. And and and, and the, the counterpoint to that could be I, I agree with everything you said. I've my radar is up. It's it's flashing. I can't pinpoint what exactly it is. That's the concern. But those are the things that have it flashing. Is him him getting through swimmingly after everyone else, including some great candidates, couldn't get through at all, couldn't even get close. <laughs> yeah. But his voting record is good. But is it too good? The, the, I mean, the counterpoint to all of this, though, is, is I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. In, in the end, we will see. Um, but, but he does. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove. And, and yeah, there's a lot of—everyone—I hate all the politicians, too, so I'm with you. Like, 
and I, I think I make that pretty well known. Um, but his record is intriguing. It, it is intriguing. The things he said, intriguing. Can you take it for what it's, you know, as, as truth? No, you shouldn't. Let's, let's make him earn it. But <clears throat> I don't know. It's a, conf- it's a confusing time. And maybe he is just appeasing people saying, hey, if I, if I don't do a couple things right, I can't stay here. And if I can't stay here, I can't get stuff done that's good for you. There is a game that has to be played. I get that. Uh, it just all depends who's playing it and what their motivations are and what their intentions are. Uh, but he, he's talking about, hey, we'll support Ukraine, but we got to support the border first. That's probably a good idea because not only are we getting extremists, cartel members, foreign foreign intelligence officers, all sorts of stuff, and just people who aren't good for our country and our communities coming in, it's costing us a colossal shit done too. So we're, we've lost national sovereignty and we've jacked up the prices for everyday Americans. Take a listen to this report from Fox Business. Stuart, we have new numbers, a new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is $451 billion. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known Godaways. $451 billion. Yeah. That, that is a, a figure that shouldn't exist in the first place. But then you talk about what they're, what they're pouring into it. She references a couple things there. So by not having the border secure, we're putting ourselves in an extremely vulnerable state. You've got the, the radical left leveraging that to continue to fundamentally overhaul this country, its makeup, its systems, and, and all of that. But then on top of it, which is which, and this is part of their plan too, is they have to get rid of the middle class. They have to ruin the economy. They have to 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 break people's backs financially, to to put the, them in a as a family, as communities, as a overall populace in a different spot. But the taxpayers are the ones who are having to do this. But this is something that shouldn't exist. And then the stuff that is there, it's not like okay, we're using this budget to catch these people and move them back, which would be, by the way, a different budget. That would be operational budget from DHS and others. But you're talking about housing and care. She doesn't mention, but infers travel and other stuff. All of the things that we're doing for these people who have come here the wrong way. It's just astonishing. I mean. I, how much money have you gotten this month for um, hotel bills and, and food and lodging and travel? I mean, what, what, I'm just curious, what, what amount have you gotten? What do you mean? How much has uh, the government given you for? Uh, oh, zero. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. It's funny. Every time that I book a flight, I, I have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you believe that? If only you were from El Salvador. Or, exactly. Or Colombia. You, you know what? One of the things that one thing that I find very troubling, and nobody has an explanation for this, and I have flown a lot in my life. I have flown all over the world. I've flown on every continent except Antarctica. The one thing that I cannot understand and I cannot fathom and for the life of me cannot figure out is how somebody from Mauritania is able to make it from Mauritania to Mexico and then cross the border. That flight is expensive. Yeah. How are they buying a ticket? If they're if they're escaping economic oppression, how do they have the money for that plane ticket? We're talking between, you know, 
I would say a one-way ticket between $800 and $1,500 for a coach ticket one way. Easy. Who's paying for that? Easy. Yeah. <laughs> somebody is. If somebody, and, and, and not only are they paying for it, but there is a logistical system, a chain in place. Because a lot of these people, too, I mean, even from – you know, using your example, Mauritania, or there's a bunch I told, talked about some Afghans who, who got here yesterday, family members, and I'm glad they did because they're good people, but came across the border. That's how the one Afghan was able to get them here, get them to Mexico, get them across the border. But there's a lot of people from these countries who either don't have a passport or their passport's not up to date. Yeah. So, so not only do they not have the funds for that international pond hopping flight— a lot of them also don't have the paperwork or documentation to actually successfully go in commercial channels. So, it, I mean, I, let's we won't go too far here, but someone's definitely paying for it. In some instances, the, you've got to just have some big ass dark planes that are 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 transporting these these people, these masses over here. Do you have money? No. Do you have a passport? No. No problem. Get in. Yep. <laughs> Meet at this dirt runway uh, at dawn. We'll... You're, you're an untraceable human being. Perfect. Hop in. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's as scary and sick and sadistic as that sounds. Like it really is perfect. Like it's it's and 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 some people might think that this stuff is hard to pull off. <clears throat> it's not, trust me, it's not. Um, you need someone's got to have money and resources. But the stuff when when you have money and resources, stuff you can pull off is 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 infinite. Well, I mean, it's apparent that the left has money and resources. I they mean, do. We hear all these stories about George Soros and the amount of money that you know all these not for profits that you know that he finances. So it would be it would be a drop in the bucket for him to charter charter a couple of planes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Someone someone's got to just have a plan, an idea, say here's what it's going to cost. Sugar daddy pays it and you're good to go. It was, it's like, again, it's so easy. If you have resources, it's so easy to get stuff done. Working where I worked, we had more resources than anyone on the planet. Can we do this? Of course we can do it. I would like to know who the go between is between these people and their, their country of origin and who's facilitating the fast tracking of their paperwork, their passports, their visas, all that stuff. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if it's somebody from our Department of State who is greasing the wheels, you know, for, for whatever country it is. Oh, you know what? We're going to give, you know, you're you're in line for, you know, X million dollars or whatever that, we, you know, we give out to you every year. We'll, we'll double that. But this is what we're going to need. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of of intrigue with that discussion, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes. A lot of people at at several levels, uh, several you know different tiers uh, of of leadership, and there's just this. We could we could talk about that for a long time. Um, but I've got more good financial news. Four hundred fifty-one billion dollars that we, the American taxpayers, are fronting to take care of, not just allow people to come in illegally to the country, but take care of with housing and food and travel and all the stuff that they need. What uh, kind of a wall could you have built with $451 billion? Right? <laughs> I mean, you could have a wall, a moat with, with crocodiles. You could have, like, archers up top, which I know is old school, but I kind of want it. Like, you could have all that stuff. But No. <laughs> I mean, and, and not just on the wall. Think of what you could do for, for so many things with that. Um, 
But more good financial news. Yesterday, we showed clips of Joe Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre, all of them, and they've been doing this not just yesterday, not just this week, but the entire damn time telling us not to believe our lying eyes. The things are going great. The economy's great. Costs are down. Everything's great. Even though we all know, no, it's not. This report here shows how the cost is up since pre-pandemic to now, just for normal, normal everyday cost of goods and, and running your household. Take a listen. All right, well, the cost of living squeeze, how far does your money go? Well, it requires $119.27 to buy the same household goods and services as you could with just $100 before the pandemic. Let's take a look at some of the prices under President Biden. You can see here natural gas, that's up 29%. Groceries up 25%. Those used cars higher in price by 35%. Electricity up 25%. Of course, the troubling trend here, guys, these are all necessities but guys things are cheaper joe keeps telling us no they're not they're not i mean literally there's been we've been saying that the whole time there's not a damn stat out there that supports anything they say and it's remarkable still that people on the left and and some people on the right believe it because they're like well they say that they're they say prices are going down that they're better as they're holding their receipt from the grocery store. Those are the same nitwits wearing a mask, too, and yeah. getting their booster, who's like, yeah, it's, the economy's great. I, I need my booster. Yeah. I'm wearing my mask because I care. There's a new variant out, and the economy's good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it is. But, I mean, that's you know, $119.27 versus $100 back in, in 2020. And and then you saw the other stats that were up there, all of which you know to be true. And, and, and these are just some samples. It's it's really across the board. But energy, cars, groceries, all that stuff was up 25, 30. In the case of used cars, up 35%. People can't afford a used car. And they're saying, hey, everyone should get electric cars, which are way more expensive. <laughs> like, do you understand how just life works in general? Like, I understand you're trying to ruin everything, and it's deliberate, and it's on purpose, and all of that. But you got to have better talking points. Again, if you're going to be evil, if you're going to be dictatorial, if you're going to be tyrannical, if you're going to be any of those things, do it better. I, I know that everyone's different and, and that people have different views on governance and faith and all these things. Man, just do it better. I literally, I, sometimes I find myself cheering for them like, you guys suck at this. You're really bad at it. Just, 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 just be, and, 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 and some level they don't because they've fooled a lot of the American people, but I just want them to own up to it. Tell us who you are. Uh, they're, they're slowly telling us who they are. They are. <laughs> I mean, they're, I mean, we're, we're, we're to the point right now where it's just, it, it, it's one phrase away of saying we're in control. There's nothing you can do. The country is now communist. We've get, getting rid of elections. I mean, that's the next stage. That's the next thing to fall. Right now, we're we're living in the in this fake realm where we where we think that we have the opportunity to change things through voting. Right. As soon as that, and people think that they're free. Right. It, 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 this false sense of freedom that we have. As soon as that is taken away, where they're going to come right out and say, okay. None of this, none of this is real. You're not free. Right. And it's been it, it's been slowly it's been slowly chipped away for the last 
you know, 100 years. And yes. now it's to the point where it's like the, the you know, the, the digital gulag is closing. The walls around it are closing. And pretty soon you're just going to be a prisoner and they're going to tell you what is up. You're not going to vote anymore. If you do, it's going to be all pretend. Right. And that's the, that's the world that we're going to live in. And unfortunately, we have two generations that are perfectly happy with that. And then we also have another generation of boomers and Xers who have made their money. And they're like, you know what? As long as the government doesn't fuck with me, I, I can deal with this. Yeah. It's, you know, but they won't. Eventually, they'll get you because they have to. Right. You, nobody is, will ever be compliant enough because once once the government comes in and gets rid of the dissidents, they're going to look for other enemies, and eventually you're going to be that enemy. And I say this all the time. You're not the one who decides if you broke the law or not. They are. Right. Yeah, no, every, every, so many people do. Like, I, look, I stay out of it. I stay out of the mess. I stay out of politics. Stay out of all that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm safe and, and easy. Like— in your view, you are. Yeah. Do you comply with this whole book of their new rules? No. <laughs> that just appeared today? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't even yeah, don't even know about? Haven't had time to read? Oh, no, it looks like you're part of the enemy class. Yeah. You get that pound on the door in the middle of the night pulling you out of your house? Oh, that can never happen here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's already happening. Yeah. It, it's it's tragic. It's very scary. The, the, and, and, and again, we talked on, I think it was Monday, maybe it was yesterday, about... People just, I just want to live my life. I do too, but you've got to live your life in reality. And the reality is, is things are changing rapidly around you. And if you, if you don't understand that and figure out how to navigate it, I'm not saying we can fix it because I don't know that we can, but if you don't figure out how to navigate that and how things are going to be, so you can be prepared as best as you can, then it's going to be too late. Like you're, 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 you can't bury your head in the sand the whole time and then pop it up and be like, well, shit, this isn't good. Like, we've been telling you. We've been telling you. Come on. Uh, be negative with us. Um, yes, be nihilistic. I hate it. I hate it. But I can't. I, 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 there's so many times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about this stuff. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it for my own heart. I'm sick of it for the audience. I'm sick of it for our country. I'm sick of it for all of it. And it's like, but everyone else wants to just bury their head in the sands and sand and pretend it's not happening. And it's like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I literally get really close. Like, fuck it. I'm just doing a sports show. We're just going to talk football. We're going to talk move it, whatever. Fill in the blank. We're going to start a cooking show. I don't care. Something less stressful. But then it's like, no, that's not. That's good, and that could be fun, and maybe that happens at some point, but that, it, that's not helpful to demonstrating to th the people out there what's happening. It, it has to be done, and other people can do it, yes, but some of them are, you know, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't stop. It sucks. Um, I'm stuck in this damn loop. Um, so Chris Christie. Oh, yeah. We got another clip. We have the second Chris Christie clip of the week. He says, listen to this. This is a great, I think he's joking, but he says that his campaign is gaining momentum. He's got to be joking, right? Take a listen. 
Trump's voters in New Hampshire said they are uh, open to changing their minds between now and primary day on January 23rd. So, you know, I know everybody wants to make this race over um, now, um, but it's not over, and it's it's not even close to over. And when you look, just look at the history. Forget about predictions. Let's look at what's happened over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And what's happened tells you that there's a long way to go here, and I like the fact that we're gaining momentum now. It does. <laughs> yeah, Chris, look, buddy. Bro, the Koch brothers just threw in with Nikki Haley. You're done. You're yeah. toast. So's DeSantis. They're done. They're yeah, toast. I mean, well, I was. We were going to talk about that later, but I was thinking as that clip was going, we we should bring it up now. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, he says there, everyone wants it to be done because it is. I mean, literally. Donald Trump is the GOP nominee, whether people like it or not, unless he is taken off the ballot and or put in prison. Putin's not a word, <laughs> but, I, but I just used it. Putin. But it, that, that's just reality. What the, the other reality is, is since that is a scenario that's out there, as uncomfortable as it makes everyone, and it should make you uncomfortable, and you should understand how committed they are to making sure it happens, the other, the other scenario is if that happens, who is the person? And the establishment decided this week who that person is. And it's not Ron DeSantis, who's been an outstanding governor here. It's Nikki Haley, because the Koch brothers and their network threw in behind her, which essentially, and of course the campaigns are going to say differently, but essentially ends every other GOP campaign on, 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 on that side of the aisle, it, 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 with the exception, of course, of Trump. Who can self fund and and you know doesn't need the Koch brothers, but everyone else is toast. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's Trump and Nikki Haley on the GOP side, and Newsom or Biden on the other side, or however that plays out. But but it 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 is Chris Christie over. You were over from the very beginning, as we talk about. Your only job was to attack Trump. You knew you weren't going to win. You you got money and maybe a couple Golden Corral gift cards, and you were good with that just to go out there and attack him. But but nobody's going to vote for a fat person for president. I'm sorry that we we're we're a very shallow society right now. What was you know Taft? He, he was the last fast fat president we had. There, people just aren't going to do it. You're, you're unappealing. If you're morbidly obese, you're unappealing to become president. I'm sorry. It's, no, it is it is true. It's 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 it, it, we are a shallow country. It sounds like a shallow statement, and it is. But it, but it's a it's a true statement, and everyone. Some of you out there are like, I, no, I I wouldn't vote because of that, or not vote because of that. Yes, you would. Subliminally, you you will. You will. Everything that he says becomes more unappealing and unattractive because he's fat. <laughs> you know, if he was a skinny guy saying the same things, it, it wouldn't be nearly as repulsed as you are right now. But the fact that, you know, he's just it's such an asshole, being fat on top of that, <laughs> on top of being an asshole, just makes him way more despicable. Right. It's a bad combo. Well, and, and it doesn't have to just be fat. It could be anything, any sort of ailment or issue. You know, you, you people look at Joe now and like, okay, he's falling down. He's getting slow. Even the Democrats are like, we don't think he should be the guy. Like, it's if if you if you don't have fit a certain picture or you know I, this ideal image of what someone should be, which is which is a dangerous game for humans to play, of course. But 
That, it, that, that is. That's how we're all wired. We're all shallow douchebags at the end of the day. I know. And I know, you know, some marketing agencies and brands are pushing, like, body positivity with fat models and stuff. Nobody wants to see No, that. and it's starting to go away because yes. people are like, uh, I mean, on a different issue, but, but really both issues, Victoria's Secret pivoted back. Like, okay, we're not doing LGBT stuff, stuff anymore. We're not doing fat people anymore. We're going back to just hot chicks. That's <laughs> that's why they're <laughs> anyways. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna save myself there, but but it, it is true. But this, you know, there's been talk. I, there was a I think earlier this week read an article saw a report about how Nikki Haley's surging before this Koch brothers news dropped, surging likely to you know upstage DeSantis on her own accord. Then you hear this news drop. And it's just very clear what permanent Washington wants. It's, hey, we're okay. We're okay. And this, I'm including Democrats, which, of course, they're all together. But we're okay if, if Joe ends up being the guy, which I don't think they want to be the case. But if Joe ends up being the guy, or even if Newsom ends up being the guy, if, if, if we let things be fair and Nikki wins, we can live with that. Yeah. We can live with that for She's four or years. She's controllable. Yeah. So it, it, it plays right into the hands of the, the rhino class, you know, like the Cokes, who are like, we're not racist. So they, in this, like, lust not to be racist, they, they'll they gravitate toward anybody. So now it's like, we have a female of color. Look, we're not racist. And it's like, you're such a dope. You know, all you rhino whiteies are such dopes, dude. We see right through you. You're, you're, you're just so... You're just so transparent, right? You know, you're just you're gravitating towards somebody just based on skin color and gender because you're tired of being called a racist. It's just it's so stupid. That's one of the reasons why I hate the Republican Party so much. Yeah, that's just because of, of, of that stupid mentality. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I still don't think that Nikki Haley either wins the nomination or the presidency, but I can see paths or scenarios where it does occur. But if, if it were, just playing that out for a second, to hear people go crazy and be like, it's the first female president, a female president of color. It's like, does anyone really consider Nikki Haley? I understand her, her background, I'm not, and I'm not shaming right. her background or anything like that, but does anyone really, again, because we are shallow very visual country. Does anyone really consider her to be a person of color? The Republicans will cling to that, man. Of course they will. <laughs> I mean, of course they will. Yeah, it's just, it, they're just so shallow, you know. It, you know, when when Obama became president, you know, it was like. It was great, you know. Whatever, it, the first African American president. That's all great. I just wish he wasn't a communist. <laughs> you know? Right. Same thing with Nikki Haley. If she becomes the, the nominee or president, great. The first female um, president of the United States. I just wish that she wasn't a war pig and we wouldn't be entering World War III with her at the helm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I do. Um, well, again— uh, Vivek, too, by the way, probably can stay in just because he's self-funded. He won't because, I mean, he's not going to win. He's, it's just not going to happen. But he could stay in. But all the others need to get out. 
your time is done. Trump's going to win. And if for some reason they take Trump out in, in any, in any regard off the ballot, physically, whatever, Nikki Haley is going to be the person. Oh, for sure. And are you going to watch the uh, the uh, DeSantis Newsom debate tomorrow night? I can't. I just can't believe they're even still doing it. I mean, it, come on. Like I, 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 I did feel like, and we've talked about it a lot. Like they were doing that because that's what permanent Washington wanted. They could get some good primetime viewership from it. And at the time, I think they probably would have. But now. <clears throat> Now everything has changed. Like DeSantis's campaign has 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 tanked, and, and that's not me hitting on him. I, I I I still maintain I think he's the best governor in America. But his his campaign has not gone well. The Koch brothers are behind Nikki, so even permanent Washington's not behind him. It's it's just the whole thing is done. Like if I'm if I'm Fox, I'm like, why are we doing this? Right? Because <laughs> even even if they know that Gavin's going to be the guy and replace Joe. Still, the question is, why are we doing this? Why are we doing a one-off, one-on-one debate between two governors, one of which is not going to be the nominee? I don't know. It makes it makes zero sense. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the numbers on it. <clears throat> They'll probably be pretty good because you'll get some lefties watching Fox Yeah, for once. Um, but— who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Let's um, <clears throat> let's get to our break a little bit earlier today, since uh, I, I know my voice is on the outs. Um, so let's get to that, and then we'll keep the conversation going after a quick break. The question of the day, though, is this. It's getting warm outside. I'd love to have either one of these right now, because my tea's about gone. Um, but you have to choose one. A festive, wintry drink. Which one are you going with? Hot cocoa, very traditional, or hot cider? Hot cocoa, or hot cider. Which one are you doing? Cocoa. By the way, <clears throat> we need a cocoa maker here. Like not <laughs> not a machine, an individual who makes very special cocoa and a very special Like outfit. a stripper named Coco? <laughs> no, we don't need strippers here. Um, Coco, Cinnamon, Raven, Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> We're distracted enough as it is in, in, in up in here. Um, reminder, send in holiday drinks. To producer at redbeachmedia.com. Um, <clears throat> send them in. We're, uh, we're, we're going to do the 12 drinks of Christmas at, at some point in December. So send in some recipes. Again, it's producer spelled out at redbeachmedia.com. Uh, and then the question of the day, hot cocoa or cider, which one are you going with? Send your responses in. We'll share ours right after this break. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 
This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. My business partner Jim and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is its our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Okoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all. And we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but is willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make Make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now.
Barkeep. Yes, sir. The usual. The usual. Scripts. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Welcome back. Question of the day was hot cocoa or cider? What are you going with? It's holiday season. It's wintry. It's been cold as balls for you guys for, for, for some time, depending on where you are. But it's gotten really cold here this week. Um, so, which I'm sure next week it'll be like 82, because that's just how Florida is in, in December, um, which we're not even quite to yet. But this time of year, it's that way. Oh, it's amazing. It's like 40s and 50s. Oh, it's 82, and I'm sweating my balls off. Oh, it's in the 60s, and it's all over the place. But I digress. You can see answers coming in. Keep sending them. What uh, What are we going with here? Disco obviously out, um, dying at home, probably not going to make it back ever. Uh, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Hopefully he's back tomorrow. That's a big grim of a diagnosis That's and prognosis. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> no, let's get let's get some uh, disco. I can hear you in the background. What what are you going with? We're gonna start with you today. I'm gonna go with cocoa. But I mean, mold cider's good too. But cocoa's always good. It so. Well, it's not always good, but it is traditionally good. Yeah. 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 There's there's some places who. You know, it's it's a little watery down, a little watered down, or it's too chocolatey. Yeah, it's got to be the right recipe, of course. Right. Do you use the instant hot chocolate, or how do you make it? <clears throat> Combination. My my wife makes some homemade. My mom makes some homemade. Um, if I'm feeling lazy, there's a, there's some K cups that aren't bad. I forget the brand. K cups that aren't bad. Um, you know, and then some coffee shops that'll have it. It's usually pretty good. But the home, you can make some homemade that's pretty good because a lot of the other stuff has so much crap in it. Like the stuff that I drank growing up, lots of crap in it. Um, but I, I'm kind of a homemade guy. Homemade guy. Um, but I'll get to my answer in a second. What's your answer? When I was a kid, I grew up in Florida. And when I was a kid, I remember my mom making it a lot. Because at that point, it was the coming ice age. So it was actually kind of cold in Florida, which is weird because it's almost like the planet works on cycles where, you know, some years it's cold, other years it's a bit warmer, and then it goes back to being cold again. It's weird how climate change works like that. <laughs> but anyways, I, I, I'm i going to go with hot chocolate because it just it reminds me of my childhood when she would make it. But mom would also make it with cinnamon toast. Toast. And so I would take my cinnamon toast and I dip it into the hot chocolate, which is delicious. Delicious. Yeah, I'm going cocoa too. I think most people are, but I will say this: when they do the hot cider, where there's like a little—I don't know if they—it's not actually cream, but there's like a creamy finish to it. I've had a couple. I don't know what they do. I'm not an apple ciderist, but which I don't think that's actually a thing either. But when they when it's got like a little bit of it's like not as tart but it's got like a creamy finish to it i don't know why i'm doing this with my fingers that's weird but 
That's good. Still not. I'm still going cocoa because in similar to you in we, in Minnesota it was coldest balls like every day of the year, damn near. Um, obviously not in the summer, but you, you'd have that and you'd go out and you'd play wintry wonderland. It was amazing. It's a great state to grow up in. But then you'd come in and we'd have cocoa and hot cocoa and toast. Just but for us it was just buttered toast, no cinnamon. But man and. <laughs> copious amounts of butter might I add but it was so good homemade cocoa toast dip it in there delight now see I now I want that it's gonna be my my midnight snack I won't make it to midnight no way in hell uh, it's not gonna happen um <clears throat> okay keep sending your responses and hit that like button folks if you have not already uh and continue to engage in the chat please make sure you're subscribed here particularly on rumble um if you have not already so, um, <clears throat> some bad news for DeSantis we talked about earlier. Bad news for the rest of the GOP stuff. But uh, with, with the Koch brothers going in behind, behind Nikki Haley. But potential, I mean, this is bad news for the country. Potential bad news for, for you, uh, depending on, on your Twitter activity. But you've got this new report coming out. Uh, and we can put the tweet up here. Where the Department of Justice is demanding that Twitter hand over tweets in connection to Jack Smith's Trump January 6th investigation. Here's the report uh, as, as shared by Colin Rugg. The Department of Justice demanded that Twitter, <clears throat> also known now or known now as X, hand over a list of users. Users meaning people on the platform, people who might have your name, who engaged with Donald Trump's post in relation to Jack Smith's January 6th investigation. This means that many of you may have been targeted. Smith demanded Twitter. Can you leave that up, Disco? This means that many of you, or you can keep it in preview too, that's fine. That's, uh, uh, Smith, uh, excuse me. This means many of you may have been targeted. Smith demanded Twitter provide data on all lists of Twitter users who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted by Trump, as well as all tweets that include the username associated with the account, uh, i.e. mentions or replies. Jack Smith also demanded Trump's drafted tweets as well as his DMs. And then he just says enemy of the people at the end, which is so true. But I mean, think about that. <clears throat> Your 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 name, your account, either has been or could be brought into this. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> this case. Sorry for those of you joining late. Not doing great. Not <laughs> not feeling the best today. Um, so I'm losing my voice a little bit. But you, all, all you had to do was was like the former president's treats, engage with them, particularly these ones that happened during January of uh, 2021. Like them, share them, retweet I mean, any of those things. I mean, think about that, and and then think about who typically, traditionally, historically makes lists and puts people on them because that's what's happening. Lists were made during COVID. List being made with this, not because you said threatening things or did threatening things or did criminal behavior, because you liked someone that they hate. That's what this boils down to. And that's a terrifying state for this country, right? I mean, it goes without saying, that's pretty obvious, but th that's extremely terrifying. That you're, and it, it, look, it doesn't say, and it's not necessarily inferred either, that you're going to face consequences for doing this, but you're being roped into something that doesn't matter. Well, Bobby Lynn Sue over here retweeted Trump 16 times and shared this and shared, so? Last time I checked, it was a free country. You could, you could go and like, 
Because you could go and like tweets from whoever, from vile people, from Black Lives Matter, from a terrorist group, because they're on, you know, I mean, all these people on. That's not against the rules. That's not against the law. It's stupid. Some of it's really stupid. But, but this, I mean, this, this whole thing and how thirsty for power and, and how much power they actually have is, is, is ridiculous. Yeah, the, the, they, the communists have to compile lists because once the whole transformation is taken over, they can go after the people who are a threat to the party and to the country. Yeah, this uh, Democrats, the left, does this all the time. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that he's wanting to compile this list. They want a registry because they want it for two things. One, to punish you, and two— to to well punish intim well eventually punish but first off to intimidate it, it mainly is what they're trying to do right now second comes the 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 public debasement of yourself and the struggle session that you'll have to go through and then comes the punishment okay i've gone through the struggle session i'm part of the party now i'm sorry for retweeting you know those mean hateful things that you know a, what, Trump 2024, <laughs> you know, right. a post that I made on, on X. Um, okay, can, in my back in the good graces of the party, yes, you're back in the good graces of the party, and the job that we're giving to you is to give pedicures to homeless men. And that's the, that's your punishment for it, that's your punishment. That's the job that you were going to receive. And none of your family members, none of your children, none of your children's children will will ever be able to rise to anything. You guys, your 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 whole family is destined to give pedicures to homeless men. I'd love a pedicure right now. Have you ever seen bum feet? No. You've never seen a homeless man's feet? Well, yeah, I have. I, but I, I, I mean, I, I. I I can't remember the last time. Probably the last time I was in New York or one of that. But I know you've got a comment on it. So what's your what's your? Bump? No, I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're nasty. Yeah, they're usually horrific. Yeah. Because a lot of times they don't have shoes, right. especially if they're mentally ill and they're walking on hot pavement, which is really insane. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, bum, bum feet. Um Speaking of disgusting, speaking of, of, I don't know how to segue into this. I'm just going to say it. So uh, China, obviously dealing with this, this kind of, they're, they're calling it some sort of pneumonia um, or what have you overseas. Here we go again. Here we go again, right? <laughs> and there's parts of the country where you've got masking and social distancing coming back. You've got parts of Europe that are experiencing something similar and people on alert and scared over there. And... You know, again, I talked about it earlier in the show. Lord knows what I've got right now. Um, it's run through my family. Uh, it, maybe it's what's going through over there. Maybe it's already here. Maybe it's something different. Um, doesn't matter. It's all just, you know, regular colds, flu, respiratory type stuff that everyone, everyone gets. But <clears throat> point being is regardless of our take on, on viruses and all of that stuff, China seems to be ramping up, and there seems to be concerns there. And likewise, what's more concerning to me is not that people would think that masks and social distancing help, but that you've got the media starting to glom onto it. That's, that's where I'm concerned. I, I, look, some people will, just like any, any sickness, some people will struggle with it in any part of the world, wherever you are, China in this case, and that sucks. 
pay it for you. Most of you won't. You'll be just fine. But what concerns me is the mental disease and virus that is existent in our leaders and our press who work on the you know the behalf of our leaders, leaders' finger parents around the globe to to use this kind of stuff as fear porn and a control tactic. And I hope it doesn't go that way. I'm not suggesting for certain that it is. But as you see the conversations ramp up and you see the type of verbiage that they're using, that's what worries me is, oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go again. You guys are going to try it again. We're going into an election year. Sure, it would be nice if we had something to scare the piss out of people. You know, all of that. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully it doesn't play out that way. But you're getting some early vibes and feelings of that right now with what's what's being talked about around the globe. Oh, for sure. And there's nothing more than there's nothing better for like the emotionally weak right now who still wear masks to bring it back because they've been terrified. They, they, they've been scared out of their mind and they're never coming back and they want everybody else to live in the same fear that they live in right. on a daily basis. Some of those people are a mental disorder. Other people are just submissives. You know, I would say that 60% of the population are submissives and they will do whatever the government tells them to do and they will try and shame other people for not doing as they're told. Right. And we saw that we saw that in spades with uh, with COVID. It, it was sickening. I never thought in a million years that Americans would be that compliant. I understood like the first two weeks. It's like, okay, we're not sure what's going on. You know, let's all pull together. But then after that, I just could not believe the amount of people that just gave up and stayed at home and wouldn't go out of their house and would put Lysol on their groceries <laughs> that were delivered to their house. It, you know, a crazy shit like that. It, it was it was amazing to me. And so now we have this uh, this this new variant or this new disease coming out of China. What did we do the last time? We did exactly what China, what China did. We had lockdowns. We shut everything down. We shut down the economy. They their their business got up and running sooner than ours did. But it's like we followed the Chicom playbook. It was like whatever the Chinese were doing, that's what Fauci he would follow suit. Yeah. And part of me thinks that the reason why Fauci was doing that was to cover his culpability in you know in. And what, you know, his actions were that caused this outbreak, you know, funding the Wuhan lab through NIH and all the, you know, dirty, shady dealings that, you know, that little bastard was involved with. Um, with this new one, especially with Biden's poll numbers going down. They got to hide the vegetable. Yeah. He can't get out on the campaign trail. So, but what better way to do it? It worked in 2020, campaign from the basement. And if you do go give those speeches, <laughs> remember they had the cars parked and they would honk? Yeah. It's that, <laughs> that kind of shit, dude. I, I look, you look back on this. I remember when it happened. I'm like, have we lost our mind? And then I realized how soft we've become as a country yeah. and how much. You know, how much the, the operization of the country really has taken root, you know? I, I thought it was bad with, like, the hand sanitizers, you know? <laughs> okay, now I can eat. You know? 
you know, or or the neck pillow. When I saw the rise of hand sanitizer and the neck pillow on flights, I was like, oh shit. We're doomed. You know, I understand the neck pillow on, like, you know, a a, a long flight, but an hour and a half flight and you're you're sporting a neck pillow? Come on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, for me, you know, we've we've tried to mitigate risk and we've tried to mitigate any kind of discomfort that, that that is just a natural phase that human beings go through. So now, of course, with this coming along... Biden's poll numbers going down. The media is going to be into overdrive. It's only, uh, um, it's just a matter of time before we see the death ticker yeah. showing up again on CNN. I, I would not be surprised either. Um, you know, and, and it probably starts with a case ticker, not a death ticker, but they'll, They'll gradually get there, and they'll gradually scare, try to scare most of the population. Well, that's what happened with, with the case ticker. People took that to be deaths. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, uh, Bill Maher was talking about how people on the left, Democrats, thought the, the mortality rate for COVID was 75%, that if you got it 75%, you had a 75% chance of dying. Right. Right. No, there was so much misinformation. Yeah. Uh, so much misunderstanding, which led to hysterics, obviously, um, as, as we all remember. And going back to the Biden thing, like, you're right. It, it didn't seem like—it's it, it's not like, oh, it seems like we're getting weak, and it seems like this is just taking us down an awful path. Like, we're on that path. It's, there, and I know you're not saying that, but, like, there's no—like, oh, I kind of feel like we're going the wrong way. No, we're, like, so far down that road. Right. So far down that road, so much weaker. Our our whole identity has shifted as a country. Not not with us, you know. I I look at it still the same way. I I, I approach it the same way. I should say, um, and probably not with you in the audience either. But as a whole, a lot of people are are are. I mean, we just have it's it's just a pussified, watered down version of what we once were. That's because we have more stock in victimhood than actual people who, you know, achieve things. Achievement is now downplayed. If you win at something, right. you're, you know, unless you're in this upper echelon of, you know, celebrity sports hero worship that we have, it's okay to succeed at that. But just like regular success of like if you have, you're a small business owner, you know, having success at that is looked down on. Yeah. You know, and it's like there, there's when when a society places more value in victimhood, the society is doomed because then then people they they have a tendency to wallow in their in their own grievance and thinking that you know the world is against them. They they you you get into a tailspin of despair, and once you have half a society that is in a tailspin of despair. You're, you're doomed, and that's where that's where I think we we see ourselves right now. We, yeah. you know, half half the country feels like that life is unfair, and they're being told every day that they're victims. And so, if you're being told every day that you're a victim, you have nothing but despair left. Right. Because what, what's the sense of, of living on? Because your life is going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yay. Yeah. You got to be able to pull yourself out of that because if the country's going to succeed, we can't wallow in despair. We can't just give up and say, okay, let's, you know, just let the government, you know, provide for us and decide what we're going to do. And, you know, that all has to go do with, you know, how everybody reacts to what's going to happen with this, with, with this new uh, pneumonia that's yeah. popping up. Yeah. I mean, dude, they, they tried it with Omicron. Remember that? It was like, Omicron is here. We still need to be locked down. Then it was monkeypox. Monkeypox is on the rise. Then it was like, well, you know, if if you're not eating ass at a fetish festival, you're okay. So that didn't take right, right. <laughs> That one was, I, I still just think that's hilarious. <laughs> Like really, that you 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 pulled of all the things you had on the whiteboard off as like next scenarios, you used that one. Yeah, come on, come on. So of course now it's pneumonia, right? And you know, which it, will scare some people because obviously, like depending on your situation, pneumonia can be awful. Um, pneumonia is, is very fatal. Yeah. you know if it goes untreated. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's a bacterial infection. Yeah. It, it, that to me is a lot more frightening than, because the people who died from from covid usually developed pneumonia from their covid right and that's that's, that's what kind of, did yeah. them in that's what did them in that yeah. and or other you know existing conditions right yeah yeah so, yeah no it's i mean their their fear porn will if they go this route and i hope and pray that this is contained and that they don't not just for the sake of people but for the sake of of countries and and governments and 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 not governments but the way that governments operate because it's it's going to be really really damning for all of us if it, if it goes the way that I think it could go, but it, I mean it is it, it it will it will work again because most of the people there's a lot of people who still don't see through the BS from the last time and pneumonia is far more scary. Yeah, far more scary. Well, I'm gonna do what I did the last time and just look at what African countries did <laughs> during COVID and what they do during this pneumonia outbreak and do exactly what, what they, they do, do because they fared so much better than we did in the West. Yeah, <laughs> probably not a bad, probably not a bad plan. Um, okay, so we talk about Biden's family all the time, how broken their family is. You know, brothers sleeping with ex. You know, <laughs> sister-in-laws, all that kind of stuff. Showering with showering daughters. with daughters. I mean, <laughs> it's awkward, and it's got to be awkward this time of year at the holidays. Like, <laughs> well, that's here we are. Um, but let's throw another family in the mix. Let's throw Paris Hilton's family in the mix because I just found this story to be fascinating. I'm always interested in how other people do things. I don't necessarily agree with how they do things. But it's interesting to me, and she's kind of been out of the limelight for a while, not as, you know, there was that period of time where she was just everywhere. But I, she, she, she's been a little bit more around as of late, and she certainly is in discussion now this week with this story. She, so she had a new daughter that she kept from her family until Thanksgiving and surprised them with that. Had them had 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 the daughter hidden, <clears throat> gathered them all together, and then <clears throat> excuse me, brought the daughter in, and surprise, surprise, <laughs> which I'm sure was a really big surprise, and and I'm sure that the daughter is cute and adorable. Most babies are, but I just don't get that approach, man. Like, hey, if 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 you're not close with your family, I hate that for you. 
but then I can, okay, fine. Maybe you don't tell people stuff then if you're not close and you're separated and, and have very distant relationships. But if you're getting together for Thanksgiving and still like each other and are still surprising each other, so you're, <clears throat> call it six months, you're just going and hiding for six months, then showing up and being like, surprise, here's your new granddaughter, here's your new nephew or niece. People want to go on that journey with you and support you through it. I, I, I feel like there had to be some people who are like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. What a bitch. She didn't tell us anything the whole time. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people think that's adorable. I find it awkward. Like I tell my brothers almost every, I mean, we're really close. My family's really close. Like we, everyone knows everything that's going on. <clears throat> I never could s sneak a kid in. <laughs> I, that's really weird. It, your your family's not that close if you're able to hide for nine months. <laughs> well, and you're a public figure too. Like yeah. I mean, like the paparazzi didn't get at least one shot of Paris, you know, with a, a full tummy at some point. Like it's amazing that she was able to fall off the radar as much as she did. Yeah. But you know, with Taylor Swift and everybody focused on Taylor Swift, yeah. it was kind of for her, you know, who's always been a darling uh, of the. Paparazzi, she was able just to vanish, which is amazing. It, it, it really is. I mean, kudos to you for pulling off the the surprise. I just I find it so different. And again, we can all. That's what's great about the world and this country is we can all be different. We can approach things differently. I just I read that story and I was like, huh. Yeah, I I would I would never do it that way. And I would and I would be. I'd be kind of pissed. I'm not necessarily pissed like confrontation or say something, but deep down, if I'm a family member, I'd be kind of pissed like, really? You just sprung a baby on us? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I found it interesting. That's fat. We don't even know who the father is, do we? It's not me. <clears throat> Are you sure? No. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if she announced that part or not. I don't remember that detail. Um, but, um, speaking of change, just kind of a quick, weird pivot here, uh, kind of going back to conversations that we had Monday, but college football is almost over. Obviously I'm frustrated about it. The, the, the stuff in the news, I hate it all, but it doesn't get me to the point of despair. Uh, at least not to the point of despair that I reach in February when all this goes away for good, um, for not for good, but for, for several months on end um that's a dark place for me uh check in on me then uh just to make sure everything's going okay <laughs> but you've got you've got the transfer portal open you've got head coaching changes that we talked about on monday that are happening and this new era of college football has happened we well, got cameron ward who, who was the quarterback for washington state this year washington state obviously them and oregon state oregon state who just lost their coach jonathan smith to michigan state uh has now found their guy oregon state has, has made their hire but washington state and oregon state are without a conference next year because the pac-12 after this season will cease to exist so so people are trying to figure out what the hell to do because there's a lot of uncertainty there. And it, there's, there's uncertainty everywhere, and kids are transferring even without their teams changing conferences or being in the situation that they're in. But Cameron Ward, who's the quarterback of Washington State for the Cougars, he, he had a great year and went ahead and put his name in the portal, and he's already got 10 separate $1 million <laughs> offers. Yes. 
you can see there, Miami, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Washington, Auburn, and then obviously at least five others there that have offered, and there's probably more, that was as of yesterday, that have offered, hey, we'll pay you a million dollars, million dollars plus to come play for us. Come finish out your collegiate career here. It's just so fascinating. I mean, it has changed so much. You couldn't get, you, you would get in trouble for getting any kind of compensation before. Selling autographs on the side, big no-no. Like, you're going to be ineligible to play. Yep. Now it's like, how much do you need? Exactly. <laughs> it's just wild. And he did. He had a hell of a year. There's talks that Riley Leonard, the quarterback from Duke, might go to Notre Dame now, which would be the second, you know, smart kid quarterback from the Carolinas to go to Notre Dame uh, two years in a row with, you know, obviously with Sam Hartman going from Wake last year. But there's just everything. Everything's on the move. There's money being discussed. I mean, I just obviously I got hurt and and had essentially a non-career because it it ended so fast. But like, it was so different. I would love to go back, not get hurt, and be talking about. All right, you guys are offering what? <laughs> that's not going to be enough. Uh, like that. That's just amazing. I hope. And I hope. Here's the thing. We can't stop it. A lot of people don't like it. I'm not saying I like it either. But we also can't stop it. This is the direction college football is going, without a shadow of a doubt. You've got kids who are coming out who are at least currently millionaires. I hope that their parents or their or their folks who are around them, agent, manager, whatever, are helping them manage that so they're smart with it. I, and I, look, I, I don't know if I would have been smart with it or not at that age, but I hope that they are. I mean, when you got kids been making dead, bro, if yeah. I was a millionaire at the age of 20, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just wild. Million bucks a year. Some of them two and a half. Some of them. I forget what. <coughs> excuse me. What <coughs> Shador Sanders makes in Colorado? It's a lot. <clears throat> I think he made the most of anyone this year. He made more than Caleb Williams. And he didn't even have a winning record. <laughs> Four and eight. Four and eight. <laughs> Crazy. Sherwood Blunt was way ahead of his time. He was a booster at SMU that paid Edger, um, uh, Craig James and Eric Dickerson. <laughs> Gosh, Dickerson was so good back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. He I was. love the name Sherwood Blunt. I use that as an alias sometimes. Hmm. Okay. I like it. <laughs> what did you think of Jimbo Fisher's deal? His buyout? <laughs> $76 million? <laughs> never coach again. <laughs> No, not to never coach. Well, to never coach again because yeah, it, it changes if he does. But, like, no, that's amazing. Yes. You're going to fire me and you're going to pay me how much? Okay. <laughs> I can live with that. Drew, I'm going to give you $76 million and you can never do a show again. Done. <laughs> Done. What else can I do for you? What else can I do for you? Two big lumps. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> what else can I do? For, but he gets two big lump sums, and then I think it's like $7.9 million a year for a long time. <laughs> a long time. Does it seem like people are just like, like wheelbarrows and buckets of money are just being thrown at people? Yeah, well, here's, I mean, here's what's crazy about that with Texas A&M, you know. You, you you give Jimbo this crazy ass deal and then you have to pay seventy six million dollars just to fire him. <laughs> and then what do you have to do at the same time? You've got to go out and get your new coach, who's Mike Elko, and you've got to pay him a shit ton of now they didn't pay him as much as Jimbo, but a shit ton of money, long term deal. You're I mean, 
the amount of money that's being thrown around in College Station right now is just straight up insane. Right. It, it really is. It, you got that Texas oil money. <laughs> you do. And we're seeing just how deep it goes because, oh, man. it's deep, man. I mean, just there, just at one school, you're like, wait, you did what? And you're paying him that? Now you're paying him that? Like, what? <laughs> can, I, can you just support the show a little bit? Can you just give us like a... What's the buyout going to be for Jimbo? Seventy-six million, <laughs> honey. Can you bring me my checkbook? I'll take care of this for you. Yeah. <laughs> now get us a winning coach. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. And then not only that, I mean, things have changed so much too. I, you know, I, there's a huge deal. Shindig. It, it, there's always traditionally some events, obviously with boosters and whatnot, when a new coach arrives in town on campus and they, you know, roll out the red carpet. But I'm looking at some of the events this week. You know, Mississippi State, you, you got this. In Starkville, they have this event over the stadium. There's a massive fireworks show for Jeff Levy and all like all that's going on there. There's a big deal going on on College Station for that. I mean, it is just remarkable. I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't pay attention to this. A lot of people aren't college football folks. I mean, there's tons that are, obviously. But there's some that, that don't pay as much attention to it. It's like, you guys don't understand the culture of college football and the tradition of college football. And I think you should, cause it's amazing. And that's why people who like football, most of which like college football more just because of all that pageantry and everything. But the money, what a lot of people don't understand is the money that is involved in college football is staggering. It's oh. just <laughs> remarkable. It, it, it's staggering on so many different levels. Even, uh, Universities that aren't known for, you know, having, you know, fielding a, a competitive football team, the money that their coaches make, you know, you can go down. It doesn't have to be the top 25. You can no. go down to, you know, like I don't, Kansas that's not, you know, particularly known for being a football school. I guarantee you that the head coach and the assistant coaches are doing okay. They're doing great. Well, Lance Leipold there, I mean, he's a hot commodity. A lot of people want him. So they're going to, I don't know if they have, but they're going to have to pay him more if they want to keep him. And he's already doing fine. I've got a friend who coaches at a non-Power 5 school, but still Division 1, and he's close to $2 million a year. <laughs> he's doing great. He's doing a lot better than I am. And he had a hell of a year. I won't mention it his just name. But... Every, it's like every industry is just passing out buckets of money. <laughs> Except for conservative digital media. Yeah, they're doing everything they can just to kill us and our families. It's so fun. Um, Everyone's getting a lifeline, you know. Everyone's getting a lifeline to this new, the new, the great reset of communism, where we're going to have the haves and the have-nots. And so every time you see these massive payouts, it goes, "Oh, there's another have." That's going to be one less, you know, spot on the boat, that, you know, for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and your people. Yeah. Um, all right, well let's 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 finish with this clip today. You've probably seen this on social. It's a little bit it, not a little bit, it is violent. Um so if 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 you don't want to watch it, now's the time to go. Um but it's also kind of amazing too. Uh because you, you continue to see people challenge law enforcement, get in the face of them, threaten them, physically, you know, go after them, assault them. And you've got this dude. I don't know how it started. I don't know the backstory on this to you. No. But but I've seen it multiple times. And you've got just this average dude who looks like he probably works in academia or something. Just, you know, he like, does. like, come on, bro. Like, who, who are you going to This is an older, out-of-shape cop 
Fruit. I'm sure is a, is a, just a sweet old guy. And, and you've got this academic. Again, I don't know if that's actually what he does. He just looks like a college professor who spews hate. But he de- he's definitely a Biden voter. 100%. <laughs> and he, he tries to get in the face. And it looks like he's on stuff, too. Tries to get in the face of this cop. I love there's a black dude in the background. He's like, shoot his ass. <laughs> right. But just, you know, watch this. Uh, it does not end well for the uh, libtard professor here. Um, and, and we'll discuss. Man, shoot his ass. Shoot his ass! I say, you know, people walking around it at eight, that is a 15. <laughs> That's a 15. That's a 15, maybe with some PCP worked in there, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. But, but what are you thinking? Like, how, I mean, honestly, you're swinging a stick or whatever that is. Like, it's like he broke it over his head and then kept approaching. Did you see how many times he was shot and didn't go down? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a reminder, folks, you shoot till your target's down. Right. Because, I mean, especially folks who are on drugs. You know, adrenaline is one thing, and he kept going there for a little bit. I, and I assume the toxicology report is going to show that he was on drugs too. But, but, but adrenaline is one thing. <clears throat> you get drugs worked in there, and like, you might find sometimes like, shit, this guy's a superhero. Like, what, what, a, what am I shooting at? And they, they will go down, but you, you keep going until the threat's down. Uh, and it took, a, it took a lot, took yeah. a lot for that Joker right there. The dude's like, shoot his ass. And he's like, damn. Yeah. He shot. <laughs> what did you think? You told him. Yeah. That's what you were hoping for. Right. <laughs> well, and again, I mean, you, 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 first of all, don't assault law enforcement officers or, or don't take a stick and break it over his head. <laughs> but that is, that is today's fuck around and find out moment. Um, brought to you by, uh, I don't know. I was going to make up a brand, but, but, it, but it, look, he got what he had coming. I feel zero remorse for that guy. No. I mean, where's Benjamin Crump? How come he hasn't <laughs> done a press conference yet? Right. <laughs> uh, his family should hire Jackie Childs from uh, yes. Seinfeld. Great attorney. All attorneys are scum. But if you're going to hire one, hire Jackie Childs. Uh, but okay. I, thought, I thought Benjamin Crump was all about police brutality. I thought so, but... Yep. Oh, shitlib professor is white. A little pasty. Yeah. Re- really white. <laughs> very, very pasty. <laughs> Sport the old uh, T-shirt with the sport coat. That's what made you think that he's a professor. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know him from Adam. I think he absolutely is. <laughs> he does. He, he's that or he's or he's he used to be a professor and now he's a barista. <laughs> like he's is something like that. Going he's not, on. He's not wearing a belt. You know what he is now? Dead. He's dead. Oh. He's dead. Um, <clears throat> all right, folks. Going to try and rest the voice so we can do the show tomorrow. That is the hope. That is the goal. And it is because I've got a lot of announcements that we got to get through tomorrow. So I need you to come. And if you can't come, I need you to go back and watch tomorrow's episodes because there's going to be some instructions 
Okay, there's going to be some instructions. Not a lot, but some stuff. We'll definitely have a pen and paper. Have a pen and paper. There'll be links that get sent out in the chat. So be ready to do those. Was going to do them today, but we didn't have all the graphics ready because two-thirds of our team is sick. One of them's not here. I mean, we're, we're in tatters, but we're still bringing you something. So uh, hopefully you can appreciate that. Um, and thank you uh, for your patience. You know, we, we were off last week, and then you come back this week, and you kind of get... You know, it just is what it is. This is where we're at. Um, but come tomorrow, if for some reason we can't do the show tomorrow, I think we'll be a-okay and we'll be fine. If for some reason we can't, I, we will get an, a, a video out on all the platforms explaining what's changing next week, what's not changing. Times and stuff like that are, are really not changing. It's the, that's the, most of it's the same, except for booze and banter is going to come back into play, and there's a couple places you can't watch the show. So we'll explain all of that. Um, we hope you have a great night. Please hit that like button. Please subscribe. One of the things we're going to continue to push is that you subscribe to watch the full episodes right here on Rumble. It's rumble.com forward slash Drew Berkowitz. So please do that, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Hopefully we're, we're feeling better. Hopefully we get Disco back in the chair. Uh, we'll see you then. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.